coming to you from the Deep South. This is the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast. High impact leadership is not reserved for leaders, and it has nothing to do with your position, title, or rank. However, it does have everything to do with your character. It's time to climb to the next level and beyond, personally and professionally. Now, let's start making it happen with your host, Max Story. Those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. Those are the words by George Bernard Shaw. So welcome to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast today. Today we're continuing this uh, 11-part series on my book, The Ten Foundational Elements of Intentional Transformation. So if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, I highly recommend you go back and you get started with with episode one in this series because each foundation builds upon the other. So real quick, as I've been doing, catch you back up, paint that visual, give you a visual image of this transformational pyramid. We're building uh, one episode at a time here and, and that, uh, you know, I take you through, I don't really show the pyramid in the book. Maybe I should go back and add that uh, sometimes because that's really a, a good visual. But right now I'm just trying to get you that mental picture in your mind, if you don't have the book to look through the contents to actually see how all the chapters build upon each other. But uh, so basically the land that we build our pyramid on, that's our values. And then the first layer of that pyramid, that transformational pyramid we're going to build is going to be thought. Thoughts layer one, and it becomes the foundation of choice. Choice is layer two. It becomes the foundation of vision. Because one of those choices we can make is to create that vision for ourselves. And then everything above it, everything above layer three, which is vision, is all about, or excuse me, is relative to that vision. That's the key piece. So layer three, vision, is the foundation of hope. Layer four, hope, provides a foundation for sacrifice. And layer five, sacrifice, is the foundation of discipline. And then discipline, layer six, is the foundation of growth. Growth, which is layer seven, which is what we talked about last time, is the foundation of change. And again, it's positive change traced all the way back to your vision. So today we're going to talk about the... the uh, foundational element layer layer eight out of ten so we talked about last time growth is the foundation of change so layer eight is change which is the foundation of success and again this is positive change based on intentional growth that started way back with your vision but again every bit of this is based on a foundation ultimate foundation of our values. That's where that's where everything can be traced back to. The land we're building our transformation upon is going to be based on our values. So change is the foundation of success. So let's let's dive let's dive into this episode today. And again, I say it every time because it's important. I hope you have the book. If you go through this, you're gonna get a whole lot more out of the book. Yes, you can get a lot out of this. But the book is very precise and, and intentionally written to, to move you along as you build this 
pyramid. And there's a lot of stuff in there I don't share with you because I don't want to spoil the book if you're going to buy the book. So think about that. So I'm going to share some words with you from Abraham Maslow. He says this relative to change. When we are faced with change, we either step forward into growth or we step backward into safety. I'm going to say that again. When we are faced with change, we either step forward into growth or we step backward into safety. And again, those are the words of Abraham Maslow. Pretty powerful. And I want you to think about this. This is actually a quote from the back cover of my uh, Defining Influence book. And again, if you're not familiar with that book, it's really my foundational book. It's got tons and tons of stories, how I got it wrong as a parent, how I actually got to where I was in 2013 or 2014 when I actually wrote that book. Uh, It's got a lot of my personal journey back from my blue-collar manufacturing days, and which I did literally the first 10 years I was a frontline entry-level factory worker running all kinds of of big machines, cutting steel, CNC lathes, mills, drills, gear shapers, saws, all kind of stuff like that. But I share how how did I get from there to where I was in 2014 when I wrote that book. But on the back cover is this quote I'm going to share with you right here. It's my quote. I mean, I, I wrote it, but I share so many quotes with you. I like to give people credit if it's, if it's someone else. But uh, this is something I come up with. And I remember when I put this line in that book. I was trying to figure out how to say a certain thing. And it's it's like a lot of cool quotes you read. It's like, man, that's that just flows real good. And it makes a lot of sense. And it's simple. And there's a lot packed into that one or two sentences. But I remember when I come up with this, I was, it took me about 45 minutes. And it, it seems so funny now. I read it in about 10, 10 seconds or five seconds. And, uh, but anyway, this is it. If you already knew what you need to know, you would already be where you want to go. Think about it. If you already knew what you need to know, you would already be where you want to go. Because the reason you're not there is you don't know something. And you got to understand how I talk about knowing something. Knowing it in your head ain't knowing it. You got to be able to apply it before you truly know it. You may listen to this series and but you won't and you may know a lot about transformation, but you may not have transformed. You may read the book, that ten foundational elements of intentional transformation. You may read it, study it, mark it up, fold the pages, highlight it. But you may not go apply it. To know and not do is not to know. The way that I talk about things. So again, when I say if you already knew what you need to know, you'd already be where you want to go. I'm talking about applying what you understand in your mind. But again, you don't truly understand it if you don't apply it. You've just been exposed to it, in other words. But that book, if you like this book and this content, you may want to check out Defining Influence. The subtitle of that book is Increasing Your Influence Increases Your Options. It's full of a lot of fundamental foundational content relative to influence, how to grow and develop your influence positive influence as a human being. So think about that. Without change, there can be no improvement. Wherever you want to go, something has to change. 
a lot of times people think they already should be somewhere. A lot of people are frustrated and mad. Uh, I've seen that a lot in my blue collar career. There's a lot of, especially on the front line, entry level positions. There's people who've been there a long time sometimes and, and nothing wrong with being there a long time if that's where you want to be. But I'm talking about the ones who've been in the front line entry level position a long time and that's not where they want to be. They want to move up. They want to climb the corporate ladder or the corporate pay scale. They want to do more, have more, make more money and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But they're still on the front line, entry level. Sometimes they've been there two years, three years or five years or ten years. But that ain't really where they want to be in life. Those people, first of all, a lot of times they're angry and mad. Most of the time, angry and mad people don't get promoted. Don't be don't get given opportunities. So that's where they need to work on transformation and really what's in the defining influence book. But also they got to something needs to change. A lot of times those people don't like change. They want what they want, but they don't want to change to get it. So they're missing a they're missing a piece of the puzzle. So then they're frustrated. But see, they're not frustrated at themselves in the mirror. They are frustrated at the world, their boss and the people they work with out the window. They want to blame those people. Those people ain't holding anybody back but themselves. I'm talking about the people out the window and the person in the mirror. People out the window are holding themselves back, and the person you see in the mirror is holding you back. That's what we do. But I want to tell you something about change. People who don't like change, they do a lot of moaning, groaning, and whining. All you got to do is look around. Might be you. When things change, do you moan, groan, and whine, or do you shine? Who you think's got the most influence with positive people? And let me say, when others are moaning, groaning, and whining, it's so easy for you to start shining. It's it's so easy, but not if you're whining. (laughs) If everybody else is whining and you want to join the crowd and you want to be a sheep, and go over with the other sheep and, and whine all day. Just enjoy what's going on because you ain't going to have much influence in it. You're alone for the ride. You want to start shining. You want to be positive. You want to help implement change, leverage change, lead change, embrace change, support change, all that kind of stuff. You're going to leave those sheep in the pasture. You're going to start climbing the corporate ladder and the corporate pay scale. Because change is the foundation of success. You find me somebody who's highly successful, we can go talk to them. They can tell you a whole life story of change, 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 change. But the key is got to be the right change. Changing doesn't mean you'll become successful. You must change the right thing for the right reasons at the right time. And I'm going to give you some insight. If you don't know about it, again, Rhea and I have a ton of books. We've got almost 30 books. One of those books is purely about change. This book right here is purely the one I'm talking to you on this series, 10 Foundational Elements of Intentional Transformation, How to Become Your Best Self. That book is all about personal transformation. Personal change leads to transformation. But the book's about transformation. But we've got a book called Change Happens, Leading Yourself and Others Through Change. And you can go uh, to youtube.com slash C 
as in Charlie slash C slash Mac story, M-A-C-K-S-T-O-R-Y. And you can watch a, you can find a playlist on this book and a lot of my other books. I've got a lot of short video series, just like this podcast series. There's a lot of video series on a lot of my books. And the one on Change Happens is out there on YouTube. So you can go find that, kind of get an idea of what that's about. One day I'll do, a, I'll do a series like this on my podcast. But like I said, I've got a lot of books. It takes a long time to go through through a book, you know, 30 minutes a week. And if it's a 30-chapter book, sometimes those are 30 weeks. And I've already got, I'm going to do uh, Blue Collar Leadership and Culture, the five components for building high-performance teams. It's all about transforming culture. I'm going to do that later this year in 2020 to close out the year. I'll do that. And so, but I wanted to expose you right now because you don't have to wait on me. If you're very proactive and you're serious, you want to climb that corporate ladder and that corporate pay scale, you got to learn to embrace change because the people who can lead change, they're the ones out there making it happen. It ain't hard to maintain the status quo. That's what managers do. Managers of people, they try to just keep everything the same. Leaders, they out there rocking the boat, man. They rocking the boat like crazy. And there's a bunch of moaning, groaning, whining going on by a whole lot of people. But those who are leading the way, they're shining. So the subtitle of our book, Change Happens, is Leading Yourself and Others Through Change. Rhea, Rhea, my wife, and I, we wrote this book together. So there's 15 sections, two chapters per section. So it's got 30 chapters in it. And uh, Rhea writes the first chapter in each section, whatever we're talking about in that chapter. Actually, I'll just tell you, the the first chapter, the first section is uh, nothing fails like success. So there's two chapters related to nothing fails like success. And remember, we're saying change is the foundation of success. So the way the book's laid out, Rio writes the first chapter from her perspective relative to self, leading self through that type of change, whatever it means to self, to me. And then the second chapter, I actually write my perspective, but I'm looking at it as leading myself and others through change, the public side. Rio's perspective is kind of the private side, leading myself through change. And then I add another perspective leading myself and others through change so that's the way that book's laid out and it's on audio as well and it's recorded in a male and female voice so it's, it's kind of neat to listen to on, on audio all these books are on audio but anyway this this series is on transformation but it's very closely related to change so i wanted to to introduce you to that that resource because it'll it'll equip you and if you're a leader of others, it'll equip you and your team members with a skill set and a tool set to effectively manage mindset. And it's a mindset that will allow you to lead and leverage change in a way that turns the challenge of change into a competitive advantage for you and your team. And that's what I'm talking about relative to change is the foundation of success. When you can shine when change is happening or either you can lead change when it's not happening you can introduce change positive change in the workforce that's a tremendous competitive advantage right now though i'm talking about introducing change inside of yourself influencing yourself to change that's a huge competitive advantage that's the foundation first thing you got to change is you 
You know, and I share in the book about principles that I learned to deal with anger. And I share in there how I quit drinking alcohol in 2012 and why. I'm not going to spill the beans for you and ruin, ruin the book if you're going to read it. And I talk about profanity and why I quit using profanity and, and becoming a person of faith and all that kind of stuff. But that was a huge part of my transformation. And I want to tell you this because it matters to me. If you're going to recommend me to somebody, if you're going to go say, hey, you ought to check out Mac's story. Well, guess what I want to do when you do that? I want to represent you well. I don't want to be a person that people who really know me know I have a short temper. I don't. I used to have. I don't today. I don't want people who know me or see me out drinking alcohol or being drunk somewhere. I used to be. I ain't had a drop of alcohol since 2012. I want to represent you well. I don't want to, I don't want someone to, who knows me to hear me using profanity or sees me out somewhere, hears me talking, a bunch of profanity coming out of my mouth. I haven't done that either since 2012. I want to represent people who recommend me well. I hope you do. I hope you want to represent people. This, that's one reason I don't recommend a lot of people. Because I'm in the character business. And I'm really in the character business. My character is my brand. Rhea's character is her brand. Our character together is our brand. We speak, teach, write, and talk about character development. That's our brand. I don't want anybody tarnishing my brand. If I recommend you to somebody and, and you have poor character, that reflects on me. Why would I recommend someone with poor character to someone else if I have good character? I wouldn't if I knew it. So I don't recommend a whole lot of people. But people recommend me and they refer me to other people. So I'm going to hold myself to a higher standard. No one needs to tell me to do this. I know this is what I need to do. Because I'm going to grow my influence with you if I represent you well. So I share a lot of my personal stuff in the book of why and how I, I made that transformation. And remember, I always say it doesn't. it's not about me. But it started with me. Those changes were so I could be here and represent you well, represent myself well. But it started with me. But it ain't about me. It's about me helping you and you helping someone else. At a minimum, yourself, but hopefully your family and your coworkers and friends and that sort of stuff. So let's talk about it a little bit more about this. Saying no to something old gives you the freedom to say yes to something new. And I use alcohol as an example. When I said no to alcohol, that was something old. I'd probably been drinking alcohol since 1985 or, or 84, something like that. Basically since I was about 15 years old. And I didn't stop until 2012. I didn't say no to something old until 2012 but when i when i said no to something old he gave me the freedom to say yes to something new what do i mean i had time on my hands because i wasn't partying and drinking on the weekends friday night saturday night saturday sunday sometimes holidays whenever they fail so when i said no to all that that gave me the freedom to say yes to something new. Also, I was spending a lot of money. I was wasting a lot of money. So when I said no to 
spending money and wasting money. It gave me the freedom to say yes. To Instead of wasting money, I began investing money. I started buying a lot more books. I started paying to go hear speakers speak. I started paying to be certified to teach content. I started paying to travel to all these places. I started paying to go through speaker training, coaching training, all kinds of training. I had the time and the money. And the more I did that, the more I began to say no to old things. And I was, again, able to say yes to new things. So saying no creates the space to say yes. Basically, that's what I'm saying. So think about life, life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. That's a pretty big deal. So when we talk about saying no to something old, see, change has the power to launch you into a new career, a new relationship, a new city, and even a new way of thinking and being. When you change what you do, you change what you get. The key, again, has got to be positive change. So saying no to the wrong things frees you up to say yes to the right things. And what you say yes to shapes your future. Saying no to something old gives you the freedom to say yes to something new. So without the courage to change, you'll get left by, behind by those brave enough to take risks and fail their way to a better future. So the first step towards success is taken when you refuse to be captive of the environment you first find yourself in. Those are the words of Mark Cain. They fit, they fit real good right here. When we talk about failing, see, people use the word failure as an excuse not to try something. They, they tell themselves, you know, they don't say it out loud, but they're afraid of failing. So people use it as an excuse in their own mind. And sometimes they tell other people, no, I don't want to do that. I can't do that. I, I could never do that. What they're saying is they're afraid of failing or they know they're going to fail. But people use the word failure as an excuse not to try something new. However, it's only failure if you quit and never try again. If you don't quit, keep trying. You're not failing. You're learning. See, people, low-impact people who don't understand the growth mindset, who are afraid to change, they make an excuse after excuse after excuse. And when you try and you don't get it right, in their mind, they may call it failing. They call it whatever they want to. I promise you, it's learning. I'm giving you an example. As a baby, you fail endless times as you attempted to walk. I guarantee you, when you were a baby and you decided you want to learn to walk, you probably didn't even hardly understand what was going on, right? But you didn't just stand up, start walking. You weren't just laying on your back, never had crawled, never had stood up and decided, I'm going to walk, and you just got up and walked. That ain't, that ain't how it works. How it really works is you try, you fail. You try, you fail. You try, you fail. 
You've probably seen a baby learn how to walk. You probably don't remember learning how to walk yourself, but you've seen enough of them learn to walk. You understand that's how it works. That's not really what hap- what ha- what's happening. It's not what's happening to them. It's not what hap- what's happening to you. They're not trying and failing. Because in the end, did you fail to walk? Or did you learn to walk? People don't go around and say, oh, my baby's failing to walk. When the baby's actually trying to walk, people don't go around and say, oh, little Mac, he's trying, he, he's, 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 he's failing to walk. No, they laugh and they giggle and they hold your fingers and all that kind of stuff. And they say, oh, look, little Mac's learning to walk. You learn to walk just like the rest of us. You didn't fail to walk. What really happened was this. Try, learn, try, learn, try, learn, try, succeed. And then you find something new to learn and then repeat the process. See, what you're doing is learning not how to fa- learn how not to fall to the left, how not to fall to the right, how not to fall over forward, how not to fall backwards. That's what's really happening when you're learning to walk. You're not failing, you're learning. But if babies could talk and understand each other, they would probably never learn to walk. Could you imagine what it'd be like in the nursery listening to the babies talking? They'd be saying, why, why do you want to walk? Right now, people carry you anywhere you want to go. Why do you want to learn how to walk? Don't you think you might fall if you learn how to walk? Oh, I tried that once. I tried to learn how to walk once, but it didn't work. I never was able to get it. That's why I'm still laying here. Have you considered what will happen if you do fall? I bet it's going to hurt. Oh, I saw I saw little Danny try last week. Oh, he tried that walking stuff. He fell, cut his face, cut his head, busted his lip, cried for hours he did, little Danny. That's what happened to him when he tried to walk. Hey, you thought about it? What happens if you? What happens once you get going? How you gonna stop? You ain't even thought about that, have you? All you doing is worried about walking. What about when you start walking? How you gonna stop? Think about that. You know, I was having a little fun with you, but I'm sure you get the point. That little example I just gave you—that's that's what adults do all day long. That's what we do to each other. You've heard those voices. They try to talk other adults out of trying something new because they're afraid themselves. If you want to get to a new level, you've got to change how you invest your time and who you invest it with. You've got to stop giving people veto power over what you're trying to accomplish. They may not want to try to accomplish what you want to try to accomplish. Success for you most likely is completely different than success for the other people around you. Now, it may look the same because a lot of the people you hang around currently may not really be intentionally growing and transforming themselves. Let's say we had a 10-person team in manufacturing, frontline, entry-level manufacturing, where I used to work. It would look like we kind of all on the same mission. But I guarantee you, you could take those 10 people from anywhere in any plant, 10 frontline, entry-level people. If you could track them and they would actually go and transform themselves and live all this stuff I'm talking about, 10 years, 15, 20 years, 
from the moment they got started. I promise you, all 10 of those people most likely would be in a completely different place. Not just a different place at work. They'd be a different place in their life. Just like the people I used to work with, if they would have do what I've done, and some of them may have done it, but I don't know any of them who are doing what I'm doing. They're doing something else that they want to be doing. Some of them didn't try it. Some of them still running those same machines. I could find some people who are doing the exact same thing they were doing. Some people, and they don't want to be there. If they want to be there, that's fine. But I'm talking about intentional growth and development. So I want to tell you a quote here before we wrap up today's session. But let me tell you, be careful about listening to those voices out there. But this quote's by George Lichtenberg. He says, I cannot say where the things will get better if we change. What I can say is they must change if they are to get better. That's why it's based on your vision. Is it the right change? You see, change releases potential. Without change, your potential can never become your reality. Something's got to change. Are you playing small? What are you leaving on the table? Your potential is your reality. If you unleash it. You can verify this because where you are now is not where you used to be. Why? You've already realized some of your potential. Your untapped reality. Therefore, your potential today can also become your reality tomorrow. I'm going to end on these thoughts. When we experience the right change, the right things change. Here's a quote from Frank Herbert. He says, without change, something sleeps inside us and seldom awakens. The sleeper must awaken. Talk to you next time. Make it happen or someone else will. It might as well be you. Are you serious about taking your career and your life to the next level and beyond? Check out Max Story's Blue Collar Leadership Series books and others, now available on audio, along with paperback and ebooks at Amazon, iTunes, and Audible. Please visit bluecollarleadership.com to learn about Max books, programs, special offers, certifications, and more. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast.